0: Ladies and gentlemen, Caitlin is about to come on, and this woman is a dynamic powerhouse and absolutely tapping into her gifts, championing some huge, huge causes. So if you want to get inspired, if you want to ignite your courage and your greatness within you, stick around. We're just getting started up in here. And if you are an entrepreneur, a leader, an influencer, a visionary, a messenger, an author, a speaker, anyone who wants to get your message out to the world in a bigger way, I love you, I acknowledge you for stepping up to the plate, for saying, I'm gonna change people's lives and I wanna support you any way I can. If that's coming on the 12-Hour Marathon as a guest, would love to have a conversation about that. Just go to beyourgps.com forward slash pre-interview and we'll have a quick conversation and see if it's a good fit for both of us. The second is, if you wanna launch your own podcast, create your own platform or just strategize, ask some questions, I'm happy to be here and support you through that clarity process, and uh, just get a hold of me at I am millionaire Chris on Instagram, Facebook.com forward slash th3burns, Chris at beyourgps.com. Any of those, send me a message. You gotta start the conversation though. You can't just add me and expect me to uh, you know, find you and say, hey, I know you wanted the help, and I know you wanted to transform your life, here's how you can do it. No, you got to say, Hey, Chris, I love what you're doing. I want help. Okay. You got to raise your hand. You got to learn how to ask for help and support. And it doesn't make you weak. It doesn't make you make you wrong or anything like that. You're totally perfect as you are. And there's always room to grow for all of us. So I encourage you to step up to the plate and get the support that you need. I'm here for you. And any way I could support you, let me know. Next, let's talk about the iTunes review of the week because I love seeing people's feedback when they share what's working, what can use improvement, and how we can make the show even better for you. So specifically, Brian Kelly from Reach Your Peak says, authentic and energetic. Chris is authentic as one can be. He loves helping people, and his energy is infectious. Watch this show if you want to become your greatest possible self. Thanks so much, Brian. I appreciate you, man. And hey, if you're out there listening, you want to give us the feedback, you want to let us know how we're doing, go to beergpscom forward slash iTunes or search Becoming Your Greatest Possible Self on the iTunes store and give us a review there. While you're there, make sure you subscribe so you get the latest updates and episodes. iTunes, you can also go to Spotify and get them there and subscribe, so definitely do that so you get, like, we can release an episode and, like, every day, every dang day, you get more inspiration, more encouragement, more GPS energy, so definitely subscribe. Now, I'm gonna introduce Caitlin in just a second. Grab a piece of paper, grab a pen, be ready to take notes, be ready to say what is the is the golden nugget that's being channeled through Chris and Caitlin right now that I can take massive action on and transform the rest of my life with. Because chances are, you're gonna get it right here, right now. Stick around all the way through till the end, because you never know what one idea can transform the rest of your life. Let's introduce Caitlin, then we'll bring her on. Caitlin began her love affair with branding at Parexel, a world-leading biopharmaceutical firm based in Waltham, Massachusetts. I think that's MA. <laughs> I definitely need to, to refine my uh, my state what is it, acronyms or short, short spellings, there she joined alongside some of the world's most brilliant creatives, scientists, and sales force to create C- C-level content that owned the secret sauce of corporate communications and brand compliance strategy. Today, Caitlin works exclusively with heart-led entrepreneurs whose efforts count Counter that of big pharma, big oil, deforestation, and human trafficking. She is committed to inspiring spiritual and creative leaders to become legacy brands that use money to heal the world. And we're blessed to have her with us today. Caitlin, are you ready to rock the house, Superwoman?
1: Yeah! Woo! It up. I love it. <laughs> God, you're fired! I feel it. Woo! That's, that's,
0: that's how we roll. You know, we're just totally about spreading those vibes out into the world. And Caitlin, you are doing that in a big way. And I'm so grateful to have you here. Thank you for taking the time to share with our audience. Appreciate you.
2: You too. Thank you. We're
0: diving in. We're diving in right now. You ready? We're we're going in. Okay. So the first, the first topic is a burning obsession, your burning obsession. So what does that mean for you? You, you, you are like such a champion for causes. So I think you get this more than a lot of people. So how does that relate for you? Your burning obsession, Caitlin?
1: Mm, okay. My burning obsession is really um, leadership. I think being mm. the change in the world. And that term is used so loosely. I feel like once everyone kind of um, started learning about Gandhi and, you know, that was kind of a fad for a while, like, hey, yeah, Gandhi. <laughs> you know, I remember I would see him on Instagram everywhere. Yep. Um, well, now it's, it's hitting us in a more practical way now like consciousness is rising and more spiritual people are coming out with, you know, Reiki healing or um, holistic medicine. And I think honestly, the wave of cannabis has brought that out, Mm. cannabis legalization. Mm. So my big burning passion is just to help leaders be the change. And it's not enough to be poor anymore. Like it's not enough Mm. to be poor Mm. missionaries. Mm. We have to be the change in a big way. And that means finances, wealthy, legacies. It means modeling after corporate and and seeing what um, the people who are doing that is demonized. Like instead of making them the enemy and talking bad about them and putting that energy out, it's uh, respecting what they do because they're good at it and learning from them.
0: Wow. Wow. Yeah. Thank you. Preach it, (laughs) sister. Preach it. Oh my gosh. So I love this. I love this. Like my my heart um, totally is invested in this message that you're sharing right now in such a big way because abundance is our Birthright, abundance, prosperity, using our gifts and our abilities to serve humanity in such a big way that we get paid generously for our efforts, and then we're able to create an even better life, even more joy, even more service, even more love, even more freedom, the fulfillment, all of it, and creativity and innovation, and being our greatest possible self and leaving this planet better than when we found it. I know that's who you are, and I love that you're really standing for that. Cause it's easy to be spiritual and say, oh, you know, screw 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 money, screw worldly things, and be so in like cloud nine and like not grounded on earth that you actually don't even have an impact? Yeah, you're being the role model, you're being the example, but how are you actually activating your leadership? And Caitlin, you are a freaking champion for people to be powerhouse leaders. I love it.
1: Thanks, Chris. Thank you're you. welcome.
0: You're welcome. So tell us a little bit more about what your clients come to you for. I mentioned it in the bio, but just in your own words, let's share with our audience.
1: Yeah, okay, so my clients come to me to heal their relationship
0: mm. with money,
1: sales, and business.
0: Wow. boom,
1: easy as that.
0: (laughs) So powerful. So it's, it's the relationship with money, sales, and business. These leaders who want to make a bigger impact, they come when they are not achieving that result. When they feel that there's blocks, when there's limitations, they have a ceiling over them. Like, man, I, I just want to break through these to these five figure months, but I like, I'm not like getting there. What's stopping me? What limiting beliefs, all these kinds of things. And you're there to empower them, kick them through that. That door. <laughs> yeah,
1: I'd say honestly though, I start with people um, even before they get to that point. A lot of them mm. don't know they want to make money. They just wow. want to be happy. They just mm. want to be the change. They don't need money, so they say. Mm. And so I'm the person, honestly, I go after people. Not many people come to me voluntarily because because the people I work with don't want money right away. Mm. So yeah. I'm the one that introduces this legacy concept of like, listen, I, I love what you're doing, but yeah. do you realize what... How selfish you're being by not mm. wanting money, by mm. staying poor, by working a job full time when you're literally selling your whole life for a paycheck. Mm. Like, mm. are you sure you're really letting money not control or control you? Or are you are you being a slave to money wow. because you're refusing to you're learn s- how to create it?
0: You're so anti it that it has a dominant focus force in your life, keeping keeping them them small. Mm-hmm. That's powerful. Okay. Yeah. So I want to go back in your journey. You, you've had some incredible experience. Before we continue, I want people to get to know you a little bit more. Uh, where did this, this all begin for you, being such a, a cause-driven leader, mm. man, em, leader empowerment specialist and and transformational coach?
1: Well, okay, so let me take you way back. Let's go. Uh, Let's go. I, so I started playing guitar at 12. <laughs> <and> I, I, <laughs> this is important because yes. I um, started like um, – Going to church a lot, Mm -hmm. those Pentecostal churches where it's very like passion, 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 service-oriented. I knew I loved music and I wanted to be a missionary. I wanted to go into third world countries to serve. So -hmm. when I was 18, I went to Bible school. Now, meanwhile, this whole while, I've always loved making money. I've always Mm -hmm. loved uh, making money for other people. I was the person who, whenever there's a fundraiser at my church, I would go around with Pringles cans in my high school and ask for teachers for money. Wow. Like I was so good at making money for other people. Um and I really had fun. And that contradicted with what was in my heart. I thought like money was evil. I thought mm. it was bad to have money, to have a lot. I never oh. let myself have a lot. So I was like, you know what? No, I'm going to go to Bible school. I'm going to live in a third world country. I'm going to be poor. I'm going to be like mother Teresa. And I felt like I was split in half for mm. so many years, like up until I was like 24. Because because what was naturally neatly me which was business having these dreams to have an empire
2: mm.
1: and even a musical empire too contradicted with what i was taught to believe about poverty mm. you know so i i became a coach because um around 2016 i quit my corporate job mm and decided to dive in full-time to a writer. I was like, that's it. I'm gonna be a creative for the rest of my life. I'm gonna be a writer. Get and it? so I bought, yeah, get it. <laughs> 14, I thought as big as possible of the StorySpeak enterprises. I was like, all right, I don't know how to make money yet but I know exactly what this is gonna serve. Mm-hmm. I know that my writing is going to bring awareness to human trafficking, addiction, and like wow. these specific causes. And yeah. I started out that way. I started writing for those causes. Next level, I was like, all right, now i got to stop writing articles for other people. I need my own clients. Yeah. So I took my branding to the next level, and I targeted public figures hmm. um, and businesses, and I began writing for them and com- uh, completing projects. Um, so within a period of like two years, I evolved from copywriter, uh, contributor to copywriter to coach. Wow.
2: Um,
1: and it was after I drove west, drove across country to the West. Where i I, um, I was still a copywriter at the time for an amazing brand for a cannabis brand, really good money, really great opportunities and i i I ended up quitting it. I mm. let them go as a client because I didn't feel fulfilled. I was stressed all the time, and I realized I couldn't write for other people who didn't care about the brand or their audience mm. or their yeah. so um as I started working more with creatives I, I thought. That working with that audience, I was like, you know, here are people who care about their audience. They care about their mission and their brand. And then I was still doing the same thing, kind of doing all the marketing and writing for them. Mm-hmm. And then by the end of the projects, I'd get their money and I'd be like, this isn't fair. Mm-hmm. They're not taking responsibility for their business, for the processes that Wyatt was talking about. I'm sorry, yeah. that Monty was talking
2: about. Yeah, Monty, yeah. Um,
1: they didn't want to become a business leader. They didn't want mm. to think like an entrepreneur. They didn't want to think like a marketer or, and they didn't want to know their brand or audience. Mm. And so this is what I found. Like I remember sitting there one day and I was like, this is a problem. I can no longer do this. Like, and keep my conscience. I have to become a coach.
2: Mm.
1: Otherwise I'm enabling this problem. So, um, yeah, I, I decided to become a coach. Uh, <laughs> actually this last August, mm. August of 2018, I put my coach pants on <laughs> in my program yeah. and just started um, modeling it in a new way where I'm like people have to work with me for three months to heal their money mindset and heal mm-hmm. their relationship with business and sales. Beautiful. And then we get into the program and you can I, I teach you to think like a marketer and brander. I mm-hmm. give you the tools, I tell you what to do, but it's your job to become that leader of your business so you can make it bigger than yourself and train the people in congruence to your mm-hmm. vision and values. Yeah.
0: So this is, this is amazing. You shared so much in your journey that you grew through. Um, just to recap, you went from this contributor saying, hey, you know, I'll, I'll write for you, for you or you know contribute to your platform. And then you're like, okay, I know that I can do more. I can be a, a copywriter, have more structure to my writing and help people with their messaging, their branding, grow their business. And then you evolved into coach because you're like, hey, this is awesome. And I want to have lots of people who I'm helping in giving these systems and strategies and processes to be able to help them grow their stuff. I also heard that you were growing with people who who like they had a cause. They had these kind of revolutionary, so to speak, uh, directions and missions and purpose in life. Mm And that there was also a little bit of incongruence with if they were willing to follow through on that, if they were willing to change and adapt their their structure and their entrepreneurship and their enterprises to be able to grow and scale and be able to impact as many people as possible. You had these visions for these different companies, but not everyone was willing to change and adapt and get with the program, so to speak. And so now you're like, okay, I have the systems and the processes. I just need to equip people, the right people, the people who are driven by their cause and their mission and purpose so that they can go out there and be super successful and change the world.
1: Yes, yeah. exactly. Mm. And do you mind if I backtrack to where it came in with the money for me? Cause yeah. I never, that moment where, so I had always been the type of person, I'm good with nothing. Like my level of comfort is I could be homeless and play mm. guitar in the corner and I'd be okay. Like, so, so my level of standards is so low and that's, you know, yeah. <laughs> that biggest thing I've had to come against with myself yeah. is that discomfort of, of having and pushing mm. myself mm. to have more than I need. Yeah. Um, so I remember playing guitar one day and it hit me. I was like, I'm in America. I have talents mm. and I'm choosing to be okay with like a very small amount of money. I was like, I'm incredibly selfish. Mm. And I kind of like got disgusted with myself because I realized I was not living up to my potential.
0: That's the, this is so powerful. Um, you were comfortable living uncomfortably with so little saying, Oh, this is okay. I, I like it. I like, I like not having any money. Right. Right. It's, it's cool. It's cool. I, I just get to focus on what I really love, which is playing the guitar or, you know, enjoying people and connections and friends, whatever, whatever. And I think a lot of people can really relate with that. And I think on the, the, extreme end of the spectrum people are comfortable with a lot of like self-sabotage you know like staying stuck staying in relationships Arr. that don't serve them staying in careers that are so unfulfilling that suck the joy and the life out of them or you know being in environments that are are toxic in, in some way shape or, or form and they've gotten like comfortable with being uh, miserable. You know, there's there's like this miserable comfort that they've adapted to. And that's not what we are meant for. And you had this, this revelation, this whole opening of what's possible. Hey, I live in America anything is possible. I can I can create anything. I create world-changing businesses. I create could create a life of of so much abundance and prosperity and be able to serve others in the process and I think that you also um it might be a little bit selfish to say, "Hey, you know, I'm comfortable with being uh, where I'm at, you know, it's okay." But when you say, I want to go lead people, I want to go serve people, then you really have to step up your example that you're living. You have to step up your ability to create and manage and generate resources to be able to make that difference in people's lives. And I think that's incredible that you got the wake up call and now you're really living it.
1: Thanks. Yeah. It's, you know what the key is, is to find, finding purpose in everything, mm-hmm. finding purpose, the reason you are born where you are, you look like what you look like for a reason. Wow. You are given your talents for a reason. Yeah. And it's not to be happy. It's not just for passion. Mm. You know, Jay Shetty said, your passion is for you. Your purpose is for others. Mm. So wow. once your passion meets the people, that's, that's fulfillment. But yeah. so many creatives and spiritual people I feel are existing because they just want to be happy and they want to be passionate. But then where are you putting that energy? Like we have to put it towards something. And mm. so yeah. the greater good.
0: I love it. I love it. And I think that there's an aspect of building something that that lasts. You know, Monty was talking about like your organization, 50 years, 100 years in the future. Are you you building something that is going to stand the test of time? And I think a lot of people are really just like, oh, be in bliss in the present moment at peace. And it's like, there's one aspect of that that's super important. A lot of people struggle with that. A lot of people are caught up in the rat race. A lot of people are, you know, just totally not present and just dealing with tons of stress, overwhelm, in reaction mode all. The time, and then there's the opposite end of the spectrum, which is like, hey, you know, I'm just going to do what I love all the time, and doesn't matter what if I'm impacting other people or not. And so, I really love that you're bringing that dynamic here. We have a question from Petia, and she asked, "What would you say to yourself? What advice would you give to yourself five years ago?"
1: Okay. Hi, Petia. Okay. Um. Um. So the advice I'd give myself, and how many years ago it froze? What? Five. five five years ago yes five five years ago i was 26 Mm -hmm. so where was i in life that's a great question um hmm. i think the the best advice i'd give myself when i was 26 is don't be afraid to leave people
2: behind Mm. Yeah. So simple and sweet. Yeah. (laughs) To the point. Yeah. I love it. (laughs) Thanks.
0: Good stuff. Awesome. So I want to keep this moving forward and especially dive into the topic of fearlessness because that's super important for you um, and also being that spirit-led entrepreneur and visionary and world changer. So tell us about that conversation and how it got introduced in your world.
1: Sure. (sighs) Well, in my world, uh, <laughs> all right, so um, I recently moved to Reno, Nevada, mm-hmm. and here it's very, I mean, spiritual uh, spirituality everywhere. Wow. Um, the natives, theres it's lots of native population. Mm-hmm. And honestly, that's how it really got um, brought to my attention again, was spending time with the natives. Mm-hmm. Um, and fearlessness is something I've always heard, but never truly understood until I got more serious about my spiritual journey. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when Nipsey Hussle died, mm. do you, yep. okay, so that's when I was like, "Wow, wow, this is this is what fearlessness is." Mm. And before he had died, he posted a Twitter um, uh, announcement about fearlessness, about how more people need to be fearless. And here is this man, a rapper, who Im- imagine growing up in the slums of L.A. Mm. like having to, the kind of transformation that has to occur from the inside to become an entrepreneur and someone who is okay with having a lot of money, Mm -hmm. um, who is okay with not fitting in with what he grew up with. I really resonated with that. And like after he died, it hit me so hard because I always felt like I could relate a lot to him because I like felt his pain because, not because of my own pain, because I have other friends who are in his shoes. I have a friend, Demetrius in L.A., who is friends with him and he produces music Mm -hmm. and and Demetrius kind of is my mentor. Mm -hmm. And so knowing him and then knowing about Nipsey Hussle, I was like, Oh my God, I understand Demetrius more. I have a friend in Zamira; She, she named Zamira. She mentored me a little bit too from Philly, same kind of upbringing, rough life, grew up in addiction. She could have, she could have been on the streets, but she didn't. Mm -hmm. And so seeing all these people who are truly fierce and comparing it to myself, I grew up in a white neighborhood. I grew up, you know, we weren't the richest family and you could tell single mom and I had my own hardships and abusive relationships and everything. But when I was really confronted with the type of fearlessness that I realized other mentors around me had been through mm-hmm. and that it's not just a law of attraction thing. It's about, um, not being impartial to life and death, being impartial to money, to money or poverty, mm-hmm. being impartial to fame or not being known and just committing to action. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when I learned about fearness, fearlessness um, because um, it was like, it's like weird. It's like the universe showed it to me all at once. Mm-hmm. All these mentors around me, the natives, what they had been through. You sit with them and here's the people who have the most like violent history and you can sit with them in a circle. And they're the most peaceful beings and they know how to love. Um, ooh, and then <laughs> there was one more thing that came to mind. It? Um, well, just all of these experiences mm. really had shown me a lot in my own heart, what I wasn't fearless with. And I was still so scared of people and money
2: mm.
1: and um, success. Yeah. And so honestly, that's, that's what brought up the topic for me.
0: Yeah. And I want to dive into the impartial part. Um, You mentioned that multiple times. Why was that a a core part of the evolution? Sure. So
1: um, I'm big into the Bhagavad Gita. And Hinduism is a huge thing for me. And, um, okay. Impartiality is essentially saying that, and this is what I teach my clients too, to walk on water and sails, right? Hmm. So we're taught a lot of times to focus on a goal and results. But let's say you're feeling really good and you're showing up because oh I can't wait to get sale I can't wait to get and you're being trained to to think of getting something mm-hmm. which means you're a taker in the world you're greedy and you're not concerned about giving you're concerned about getting the outcome right mm-hmm. so impartiality would say I'm not I'm not here for that. good is equal good is equal to bad. Like even if this person, I'm gonna get on the phone with this person, and if they don't become a client, it's still gonna be a great call. Yeah, because it just is. Because mm. it's the fact that it exists is why it's great. <laughs> mm. So it's kind of impartiality to me is removing that emotion, the attachment to the emotion or yeah. something. Yeah. And like I was on, um, even on a sunny day, a sunny day. A lot of people won't go outside unless it's a sunny day. And now I see a sunny day and a rainy day. It's it, like when someone says, "Oh, it's a beautiful day today." Like it's a beautiful day every day. Like yeah. I'm alive. Mm. That's what impartiality is. It's just that's the state of being, right? Mm.
0: Wow, and so I hear I hear being unattached. The word I've I've had is uh, unattached, and um, I went through a lot of education with Landmark, and they talk about being attached versus committed, right? And if you're attached to something, you're attached to the circumstances, you're attached to the weather being a certain way for you to say it's a beautiful day versus you know if it's rainy, oh no, it's not beautiful anymore. No, it's still beautiful. This this nature, like be focus on it's almost like going meta a higher level right it's like what what yeah. can you be grateful for that nature is working that you're alive that you have blood flowing through your your body you know and i think that there's a a, a greater wisdom a greater sense of uh, trusting that everything is all working out while still having the focus and the tenacity and the urgency and the burning obsession mm-hmm. for for creating your best life ever and it's like how do we how do we juggle the circumstances with what gets thrown to us and being impartial while still being super driven on, on our purpose and what's most important to us.
1: Yeah, exactly. Mm.
0: Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> love it I love it, I love it so much so i want to I want to dive into more about empowering leaders. Um, let's talk about that and and what what do leaders who are who are championing a, a cause today what do they need to know to really step up and be even more effective leaders? What have you seen work with your clients and, and how you work?
1: I think the number one thing is to take responsibility mm. um, for everything yes, um, especially money, um, but if we're not willing to take responsibility. For ourselves, we're not being the change. I I see a lot of leaders and a lot of people when they first come to me um, are very good at identifying what is wrong with the world, what is Mm -hmm. wrong and why they're being the change. Like, look what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's almost, instead of being, like you said, committed to action and detached from the emotion of it, detached Mm -hmm. from the results of it. And just obsessed with that being, you know, and having enough faith in themselves as the change, they are trying to make change happen in other people mm. or they're trying to make change happen in other systems.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And so this is why I teach clients that, listen, we are to counter the opposition. Opposition in English, we everything in English, um, we are brainwashed to be, I, I'm sorry, that brainwashed program to believe <laughs> emotional attachment issue words right so when you hear opposition you think opposition like a man with a gun like it's evil right Mm. but when you think when nature teaches opposition sun to moon there's no evil or bad it just is right each one serves its purpose Mm. so we are to be the sun to the moon Mm. so what i teach i think the biggest thing for leaders is to understand is trying to change other people demeaning what someone else is doing what the opponent is doing Send, um, focusing attention on that is feeding more of that and creating that monster in the world, whatever energy we give it 's literally multiplied and given back to us so why as leaders um, are we talking about what other people are doing instead of putting all of our thought energy um, and all the our our breath um, all our physical energy into our own actions mm. you know we need to return to ourselves and focus our attention on ourselves because that 's how we we are rivers, I always say.
2: Mm.
1: And we're supposed to be flowing and let let the that river, the water that we come out, let it flow back to us so we can become bigger and bigger and make more impact mm. um, and collectivize. So I, I think that's the biggest thing is to focus on what we are doing.
0: Mm. Yeah. And as far as how to focus on, on ourselves and what we're doing and stay in our own lane. What do you recommend as ways to, to reinvest that energy and that focus and to, mm. to make sure that the actions that we're taking are aligned and they're feeding that, that, that flow, that river?
1: That's a really good question. Um, in order to stay aligned, so it all comes back to intention. Mm. So this is the very first thing I say with people. That's what a brand is. At the end of the day, it's an intention. It's an intention that gives birth to an entity that will outlive you if you do it right. Um, So where a lot of people mistake intention is, um, again, a result-oriented approach. Mm -hmm. If I do this, then I will get this. So I'm going to think good so I can get good things. I'm going to be good so I can get good things. But that's not an intention. Mm -hmm. That's, again, that's a taking. An intention Mm -hmm. is something we give out not for results but it's because we who who we are like what do you mm-hmm. want to be in the world mm-hmm. so in order for people to align themselves to the right actions um i would say you have to make sure it's based on love not in fear.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: you have to know why you're showing up you have to know why you're doing what you're doing and you have to know see it as cause and effect it's not about right and wrong it's not about um can I do this? Should I do this? A lot of people, that's what I teach them when they first start working with me. Can I, you know, Caitlin, I want to do this. Can I do this? Like marketing wise mm. or business wise. And I say, don't ask, just do, execute mm. it. Then we have something to work with.
2: Mm.
1: It's all cause and effects. There's no right and wrong. So I think um, understanding that, that we are all causes and effects, mm. um, knowing what we want and knowing why we want it is the most important thing to make sure we can align to correct actions.
0: And I love how you said it's it's more the cause and effect, as in it's like there's no emotion attached to it. There's no it's like a mechanism. It's like understanding. Yeah. It's a formula. No there's there's no judgment. I love that. How how do you empower your clients to not get caught up in the swirl and the emotions and the judgments from that?
1: <laughs> so this is really interesting, Chris, because um, I just want to let you know when I coach people, I use business to confront them with their, themselves. So from mm. day one we assign actions that they will take related Mm. to their business and they will Mm. automatically be confronted with their minds and their Mm. true character. Right. Mm. Um, So in order to um, um, (laughs) keep them from judging themselves, essentially, it's always reminding them, like you said, that it's all a mechanism Mm. that it's, I call it taking the ego out of business
2: Mm. that
1: I just kind of bring them back, back to earth and say, listen, you believe you are called to this, right? Like you believe you were given this vision, but it's not your vision. You're like Mm. a steward of it. So just know you can't screw anything up. (laughs) You can't, you can't screw anything up. You can only commit to action and keep going. Um, And so honestly, a lot of it is just unprogramming everything we've been taught. And, And there's three things that I teach my clients in order to keep them in balance, as you said to them with the mechanism detached and committed to action passionately Mm. it's to remove any energy of judgment fear and desire Mm. so once you can identify these in the thoughts um because that's all like fear-based well judgment fear fear is fear but judgment fear desire those are not Mm. of love Mm. um love just is Mm. uh you choose you take responsibility for your choice you take responsibility for the effects the consequences Mm. When I say consequences, I don't mean it as a negative thing. Consequences, I mean the effects of that decision. Yeah. And then depending on what you get, you look at it and say, okay, did it work? Did it not work? What can we do differently? And mm-hmm. then you do it again. So it's, again, like going back to that robotic phase almost because yeah. um, and I, we're, we're not our judgments. We're not mm-hmm. our feelings. We are not our actions either. So it's kind of helping people take the right seat in their business. And so they can stop relying on themselves, as um, Monty also talked about, and rely on the processes. Mm
2: -hmm. And so
1: once we build the processes in place and the actions and habits, the processes is what will keep you from judging yourself. Because Mm -hmm. you're relying on the process, not yourself.
0: Right. Mm Right. And I, I love that as well. It's like when there's a process, when there's a set of behaviors, you take the the mm-hmm. personality. I take the personality, Chris, out of the picture and I say, did the process achieve the result? And like, what was my process? Well, maybe I got distracted and I watched YouTube videos and went on Instagram, <laughs> all this kind of stuff. Okay, well, we got to change that. That's not a part of the process for success, right? right. And so I don't, I don't have to judge myself. I just get to say, hey, what can I do differently? Exactly. Yeah. yeah exactly
1: that's exactly it right and so it's so funny I don't know why most of us we we don't do that it's naturally Mm. to attack ourselves like Mm. oh you're so stupid oh you could have done better like no that's not Mm. helping you Mm. or your business or anyone that's just you wanting to feel important like (laughs) to be honest yeah that's why we criticize ourselves so I, I pretty much say it like it is you know there's no um It is what it is. And uh, so that's how I encourage people to to not judge themselves. It's just remembering who we truly are. We are everything, but at the same time, we are nothing. Mm. That's why we can... It's amazing.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it's also this more spiritual perspective is that we, we are all love. Everything in this universe is love, right? Like everything at some level, some frequency of, you know, like love and like there might be lower frequencies of it or uh, a a lesser presence of it, but ultimately we're, we're all that. So it's like just to remember that it, it takes out the emotionality of, like judgment, right? Like especially there's there's so much of the fear, like the anticipated struggle and stress and and being wrong and judgment and like you know like especially with religion, taught people about like hell, you know, like oh if you if you make mistakes, you're gonna go to this place and be con- condemned forever. There's so much fear in that, you know, and I, mm-hmm. I think it's it's just really important for people to know that all there is is right now, and I I no matter what, in my opinion, like we're forgiven for everything that we do because. We all go back to the source of love at the end of, end of this, right? Like, like there's, there's nothing that we could do. I love how you said, you can't screw it up. Your vision, you can't screw it up. Like if it's meant to be, it'll be, whether it's through you, whether it's through someone else, like the universe is going to evolve and do the thing that it's going to do. So don't, don't be so, um, I think it's for me, it's like don't be so egoic that I'm the one who the the weight of the world is on my shoulders. No, it's like, I have this vision. I either execute it or I don't, (laughs) you know, one of the the two.
1: (laughs) And I think people, what the real thing is, I have this thing that is being commands becoming. Mm. So we forget why, why are you in a journey in the first place? This vision may not even be for the vision. I think all of us are here to develop ourselves or undevelop ourselves, I should say, to get back to who we truly are. Yes. And so at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. And it's like, um,
0: yeah. <laughs> so so you are, um, I'd say you and I, we have a really similar language of creation. And I really love that. I love that, Caitlin. Um, where would you say most of your inspiration, and evolution, and consciousness came from along your journey? Or what were some of those big sources for you?
1: <laughs> Honestly, my own. Personal experiences. Mm. Shall I um, elaborate? Okay. <laughs> um, this past year, mm. so I as I said, I, I grew up in the church. I, I I put myself in church. My family wasn't that religious. We grew up Catholic, mm. but I, when I was twelve, like loved that community and that relationship with God. It wasn't just like kneeling and sitting and ritual, you know. Mm. Um, I prescribed to that doctrine, like faith um, Christianity, like Pentecostal type faith Mm -hmm. up until I was like 28. And then, um, honestly, just until last year, I, I kind of had this little breakdown. Uh, wait, let me reverse a little bit. Um, at the age of 24, I broke an engagement Mm. because I was with a Christian man. And I was really confused because the church had misled me to do things, to Mm. stay in situations that were not safe for me. Um, I endured a lot of abuse in a relationship and, um, I was confusing love with so much fear and wanting to please people and be Mm. good for God, you know, and Mm. be worthy Mm. and earn love. Mm. Obligation. Obligation. Yes. Mm -hmm. So I started questioning things around that time. And started kind of really understanding what love truly was and who God really was. And then around um, last year, I found myself in another um, um, difficult situation, um, being with essentially a con artist, like a master manipulator. He was a public figure. And I gave all my money to him. I just I didn't know it was like I was very programmable. Hmm. I was easily manipulated, and it's because I didn't trust my intuition. Wow. Um, I didn't trust myself. I was always taught that I didn't know what was best for myself. I did put my faith in something else, hmm. and it led me down a really dark, dangerous path. So, being in that relation—the last wasn't a relationship, whatever it was—a hmm. mastership, um, <laughs> difficult situation last year where I was completely taken advantage of, and I thought it was my fault. I had a, I had a mental breakdown. Mm -hmm. You know, I was faced with my mind, which years earlier I was diagnosed with PTSD Mm -hmm. and I committed to healing myself, healing my own mind. Mm -hmm. That's how I started learning about the difference between love and fear and thoughts and returning to who I truly was. Like you said, truly am. Like -hmm. you said, we're all abundant. We're all love. At the end of the day, that's all we are. So as I began to strip away all these things that I was taught, Um, and and I really healed my childhood trauma, that's when I came to be conscious. Mm. And it mostly happened in the domestic violence shelter. And um, I'll never forget, like I was the only one in that shelter taking the time to sift through my internal self. And I was still, I was still committed to my business. Um, I just say that because a lot of people, this is one thing about um, some creatives who don't have, who have not harnessed the character to um, withstand in difficult situations. Mm. The biggest thing I was taught in that time last year was how to maintain a frequency of love when you are literally scared for your life. And I had been in those moments. Um, When I was with that man, I was like a shell of Caitlin. I was not who you saw today. I would do things for money that Caitlin would never do Mm. because I was terrified and i um it's funny because after domestic violence shelter i got another roommate another dangerous situation and it's clearly because my my vibrations were not like where they should be i don't think and i was still like drawn to these kinds of people wanting to control others Hmm. and this is another situation i did not feel safe in um and and again but i learned to keep my vibration at a frequency of love which meant I could keep my thoughts on love. I could keep my energy not sinking to fear. Mm. And I could keep not not just positive. People say, oh, think positive a lot. But that's not where there's true power, I believe. I believe the true yeah. power is in um going back to the impartiality, right? Mm. Where if someone and by the way, I'm not condoning anyone's stay in dangerous situations. Um, you know, I, I did what I could do. But um I uh To truly love your enemies, to truly love someone Mm. who is out to hurt you and understand that they truly don't know what they're doing. That's to stay at the love frequency. Mm. And that's what really, I think, helped my consciousness because I've always endured things in relationships because of the kind of person I was. I didn't know love. I knew Mm. approval. Mm. So even with the person I was engaged to years ago, when I was 24, he had raped me. He had raped me three times. He had, I had called the cops multiple times on him but I stayed with him because I was desperate to be loved or to Mm. get his approval, you know, Mm. and I didn't want to let people down. And um, so it's interesting that now coming back around to 2018, when I experienced these things, I saw the issue in myself. And I was able to graciously um, understand the powers at play and my role in it yeah right so i wasn't a victim anymore i'm not a victim Mm. of the situation or relationship and i became truly truly conscious because i saw the cause and effect of my thoughts and energy
0: Mm. wow (laughs) wow 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 caitlin first of all thank you so much for sharing all of that it's incredible the level of um You know, just coming to terms with it and not judging it and just like saying, here's what happened. Here's the facts. Here's what it was like for me. Here's my experience. And here's how I chose to show up in spite of those things going on. So I really want to highlight being love regardless of what is going on and regardless of people who like do us wrong. You know, I think mm-hmm. it's it's so easy to get into a either victim mindset and blame and, and, you know, put all our power and give all our responsibility away to those people. And I totally hear that you're like centered in your power that you create your reality. Hey, maybe I was having some vibrations and energy that totally, you know, wasn't serving me. That's why I kept attracting these people. And that's usually what happens when we haven't cleaned up our own stuff and healed our, our past and those wounds, then we and, and get clear on who we want. Really specifically and align with that energy, then we keep attracting things that we don't want, so that the universe can say hey you 're putting out not quite the the correct frequency, not the optimal frequency, not the frequency that you 're meant to be in to put out so I really I love that, and also I wanted to talk about um I think the, the characteristic or attribute that you were being was, was graceful, right. With, with, with mm. people, with yourself, you were being forgiving. Mm. You were being, um, like you said, the, the impartiality, not, uh, not positive, right. Like, cause, Oh, I'm just going to be happy. It's like, okay, well, from to go from a state of like fear, disempowerment, um, you know, untrusting or whatever it might be, um, hurt in pain, suffering to go to positivity, it's not necessarily authentic, and I think the most authentic place that we can be is saying, "I'm sure that they had, you know, they had their reasons, they had their paradigm, they had their thought processes and emotions that they were processing through and healing on their own journey that caused them to show up like that in my own life." And I don't make them wrong for it. It wasn't it sure as hell wasn't fun. It sucked. Like I would never do it again. And like you know, they're going on their journey. So. Like, I love you. Like, I wish you the best. I have grace and compassion for you. Uh, but I no longer will tolerate that in my space. I no longer will allow that to be a part of my own journey, my own life. So I think that that's super powerful. And the impartiality, especially of like uh, the the positivity, I, I just really want to dive this in deep for anyone who's listening or watching, because this is gold. It's like not to be attached to being in some state, but to saying, what's the gift? How can I find the good in this? How can I use this to take my next step? How can I leverage this pain and say, nope, that's not what I don't want and not beat yourself up for it, not make yourself wrong, not bring tons of shame and guilt and disempowerment with that, but rather the responsibility that you were talking about, Caitlin, and say, I'm responsible for my state. I'm responsible for the next direction, the next steps that I take. Where do I want to go from here? And if, you, if, if we bring that negative stuff with us, then we can't truly leap into our next awesome phase and season of life. But you, you, you saw that and you're like, okay, I'm going to focus on what I want, where I want to go, dis, like detach from how they showed up for me and I'm going to continue moving forward and create ultimate love, ultimate, you know, my greatest possible self in, in life. And I think it's, it's really, really cool that you did that. It's awesome. Thank you. Thanks,
1: Chris.
0: You're welcome. Um, So we had uh, a go. I believe that's how you pronounce the name. True being in an open heart, unconditional love. Charles said so much truth and the harder they are to love, the more they need it. So I think that that's that's super profound as well. It's like people who are really hurting are going to hurt other people in a big way. And, um, you know, it's like, how, how can we have compassion for them? That was, that was something that I was like wrestling with, I think like a year or two ago is knowing that there's people out there committing these crimes and, and hurting people and like doing some terrible things. Like how, how can I love those people, you know? And that's, that's like going back to the Gandhi stuff, going back to, um, not being attached, but just sending the love and, and, uh, not feeding that negativity or that disempowerment or whatever it is. It's, it's challenging, but it takes a whole, whole new level of evolution and consciousness to be able to show up like that.
1: Yeah. Yes. And if I may add, I think we tend to feel guilty or shame if we don't attach any kind of negative emotion with those people mm. or with actions. Mm. And that's where we have to step back and say, is that love or is that just ego? Because nice. how are you helping the situation? by demonizing someone or judging them mm-hmm. all you literally do is planting more evil in the world it's planting darkness in the world
0: mm-hmm.
1: so yeah
0: that's that's super super powerful you know i think it's 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 the um kind of herd mentality that has been instituted so to speak in that like if we're not judging and making something wrong and saying, How could you and like feeding that negative energy that a lot of the population of the world is doing when those things happen, it's like we're we're um we're heartless, we're not we're not really connected, we're not really good human beings, you know? It's like nah, not anymore. Yeah. That's not that's not what we subscribe to.
1: Yeah. So true. Mm-hmm.
0: I love it. We yeah. subscribe to love. And Charlotte had one more comment. If God is love, he can't be not love. Unconditional love, unconditional forgiveness, not unconditional boundaries. And Tara says, mm-hmm. love that, Caitlin
1: thanks you guys
0: <laughs> this is gold yeah. this is gold so um is there anything about fearlessness about stepping into our power as a leader uh loving money and appreciating the the beautiful uh abilities that that creates in our own lives and, and with abundance and prosperity anything else that you wanted to touch on
2: hmm
1: i think uh, i would just like to touch on the fact that um it's okay to have a lot mm, yeah. <laughs> as long as you know yeah. what you're doing with it. Yeah. Um, it's okay to have a lot of money. And I believe the people who should have a lot of money are those who are spirit led and are heart led. Mm. The problem is not money. The problem is not having that intention with money. Mm. So that's why I, I just want to drive from that legacy brand leader thing. Mm. Just as Monty was talking about, that is literally what I teach. I teach exactly what he teaches. and. Um, um, so, it's really important that number one, it's not anything that we don't have in our lives is like because of stagnant energy, right? Mm. So, a lot of people subscribe to uh, an identity of, oh, I'm an empath, oh, I'm a healer, oh, I'm an artist. And they think because they are this thing, they can't be someone yeah. in business. They can't make a lot yeah. of money
2: mm.
1: because that's not me. If that were me, that'd be, you know, and it's, we can't even attach to those identities. Mm. So uh, that's, yeah, that's just something I just want to say that it's, that's not who you are. That's who you are in the moment, but your energy and you're always moving. So if you are the same person for your whole life, I don't think that's something to be proud of. I think that's something that's saying that it's not good or bad either, but your energy is stagnant. And so just, I think it's important for people to understand what they're truly doing to themselves Mm -hmm. in the world when they're not wanting to evolve and to something that would require more effort and responsibility on the
0: parts. Yeah. Well, everything is also always changing. So we're either growing or we're dying, dying, you know, stagnant, stagnant is an illusion. But in truth, your (laughs) gifts are dying that you're either strengthening the muscles, being kind, going out and giving serving the world showing up and learning more and expanding, or you're someone is staying stuck in their room. And, you know, like whatever, like staying complacent at their job. So I, I think that's so powerful. I also love what you're talking about, the identity. Don't be attached to the identity uh, because it's it's always changing. It's always always fluid. We are human beings and we can be any way that we want. And I think it's also important. I think when, when I say that, people are like, oh, well, you know, I'm I'm four foot tall and you think I can go play in the NBA. It's like that's not what it means. It means you can be any way you want to be, you can be free, you can be courageous, you can be charismatic, you can be enthusiastic, you can be agile, you can be strong, you can have incredible stamina, you know, you can be enduring, you can be whatever, brilliant. Like, I think a lot of people attach the labels of of achievements, of outcomes to actually what they could do to, to show up as their greatest possible self as the powerhouse leader.
1: Yeah. May I um, touch on one more thing also? Get yeah. it. Really? Okay. Um, One thing I didn't say earlier, you had asked me about how to keep people aligned to um, non-judgment and Mm. committed to actions without the sway of emotions. Okay.
2: Mm.
1: Here's what we all have to remember, especially when you involve money. We're all nature. At the end of the day, we are all nature. If there's anything the natives remind me of, any indigenous people, it's that they are the purest form of people they were told they were wrong when they were in their purest form, which is like naked on the land, living from the land, giving to the land, living as Mm. the animals, Mm. right? So we are conditioned to live in fear and to think we need money. But the truth is we are nature. And when Jesus talks about we are as the birds of the air, why would you worry? Because, you know, even I dress the flowers this beautiful. Why do you worry that you won't even have clothes? Like I'll dress you more beautifully than flowers. So I always remind my clients, like, listen, money is a byproduct of who we are. Like, we are frequency. Money is frequency.
2: Yeah. yeah.
1: We already have everything we need. So if, once you remember that you're nature, the world is in your hands, because you will always have what you need. What you need, if you believe
0: that you already have it.
2: Mm. 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 Mm.
0: Kayla, this is freaking gold. I love it. I feel like we could keep talking about this for hours and uh, just share, share this philosophy that we're really inviting other people to try on to you know, see if it fits yeah. themselves. There's no wrong or right in this. We all have our own perspectives and paradigms that we operate out of. This is just what Caitlin and I have found works for us in our respective viewpoints. And of course, Caitlin, not everything that I say you agree with and not everything you say I agree with, we have our own journeys and I love that. It's so awesome. Um, so I think that there are definitely people in the audience, watching or listening right now, live or replay, uh, who align with you and your message. And they want to continue their journey with you and uh, see what else they can do to keep growing themselves. So how can they do that? What are the next steps with you, Caitlin?
1: Sure. I have a website called StorySpeak.net, And I think I gave Chris my contact calendar. Yep. But um, there's a thing called a legacy brand map. And I would love to go over that with you on a call. So if you go to my website, there'll be a pop-up where you can enter your email address Mm. and subscribe to the Legacy Brand Map. And once you get that email to you, um, it'll invite you to a strategy call with me um, through the email. Um, Otherwise, you can go to my website and click on um, uh, contact. Mm. And that's my calendar. And you can just book a session with me.
0: Love it. Free session.
1: We go to the Legacy Brand Map. Yeah.
0: Beautiful. And then how do they find you on Instagram?
1: StorySpeak.enterprises.
0: Mm, beautiful. Perfect. You heard it, peeps. Go to StorySpeak.net, mm-hmm. do the legacy brand map, and also follow Caitlin on Instagram at StorySpeak.enterprises. And Caitlin, I want to give our audience a, a dose of the mm-hmm. final fire and wisdom and encouragement and enthusiasm and what you think people need to hear from your heart. Let's give them a minute of uh, you know, your greatest wisdom. Go ahead and hit him with it. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, you guys. The world needs you to be successful. The world needs you to be rich. And knowing your worth is not enough. You have mm-hmm. to know exactly what you want to do with the money when you have it. You have to know what you are made for. Um, we choose our purpose and our passion and vision is planted in our hearts, but we choose our purpose. Mm-hmm. So um, be fearless knowing that you can have whatever you want. You don't need anyone's approval or permission uh, because the world really needs you to be uncomfortable.
0: (laughs) Amen. Get it. Get uncomfortable. Grow, evolve. Caitlin, thank you so much for being here. You're a powerhouse. So excited for all the growth that's coming for both of us and to see what we create and create together in the future. So I appreciate you. Thank you. From the bottom of my heart, Thank you for tuning in. Right now, we've reached the end of this episode, but this is the start of a whole new beginning. Each and every moment, you have an opportunity to rewrite your story. Right here, right now, decide and commit who you are going to be. Think about how you will use these ideas, wisdom, and inspiration to make the difference in your life. Head over to BeYourGPS.com forward slash coaching to schedule some time into my calendar. Now, master yourself, create your reality, and make every day your best day ever.